Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician, and so are you. And so is this wonderful brother we're presenting for today's episode, jazz guitarist. I'm telling you, an extraordinary, extraordinary guitarist, recording artist, performer, orchestrator, arranger, and educator. This brother has worked with Abraham Laboriel, Usto Almera, Harry Kim, George Shelby. He has helped establish several music schools in Providence, Rhode Island, Boston, Los Angeles, and Mexico. He's originally from Guatemala, but now makes his home in California. This is my new best friend, David Martinez. Brother, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for that introduction. Mentioned a couple of things that I didn't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, it's it's been uh, um, such a time where we've put this on the books uh, maybe three months ago or so. It was it was quite a while. And the day has finally come. And I thought I would have 150 questions for you. And I only have like two. OK, it's like, <laughs> how in the world do you play the guitar so incredibly well? You give those strings a voice all of their own. Did How did you pick up your style to do that? Well, let me start with how did I pick my instrument first? You know, that was a long time ago. Um, I was 10 when my my father you know when you're 10 you don't make your own decisions of course and yeah. my father decided that i was going to study piano ah. and my oldest brother was going to study guitar mm -hmm. and then the first day of classes my father has to be uh, i don't remember but he has something else and so um another friend of him took us to the music school and where we're signing up my brother being the older brother you know he decided that he was going to study piano and I was going to study guitar, and that's why I started studying guitar, you know? <laughs> so it changed my future there. <laughs> so yeah. you blame it on your older brother. But I, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, but, I, you know, I, you know I, I hear so many incredible guitarists, for example. You know, there's George Benson, there's Wes Montgomery, there's Norman Brown. I mean, we could go on and on. There's uh, Paul Jackson Jr. But you seem to have just this voice you know that that's david's voice how did you come about acquiring that that's well, the question ah, thank you i appreciate that well yeah um well i think i got really interested in um my, one of my first styles probably was funk you know like mm -hmm. tower of power style yeah. and then uh and then i started getting more into smooth jazz incognito and that's thanks to my to my a friend now and my first instructor in Guatemala, when I decided to go to Berkeley, he, he trained me for three years. His name is Germán Giordano. Huh. And, you know, he gave me all this list of music that I that I have to start listening and I got into it. Like, But then I tried to, it was him and there is another friend um, that mentioned it. You should try to to copy parts from other instruments mm -hmm. on your on your on your guitar. And of course, I start with bass. You know, when I, well, I was studying in, in Boston, uh, I started listening to Victor Wooten and Reggie Wooten, and I I heard how they you know do some similar stuff on guitar and bass. So I started copying that stuff on my guitar. Yeah. But then I decided to well, why not? I start copying horns lines on my guitar, you know, and then 
some rhythms on my guitar and mixing it with mutes and all that stuff. And then uh, I just start recording these ideas and try to play the different sounds from the strings. Like something I was experimenting was playing a slap guitar on a nylon strings. Oh so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, it's try and error, you know, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes when it works, uh, well, a composition comes from that, and I write it, and I arrange it, I compose it, and and of course, I think everybody it's a it's influenced by by the styles around. But I think there is a point when you get all these influences, and uh, if you if you just keep playing and try to look for something new, I think you'll find your own voice, you know. And oh, yeah. I I don't think I did it in purpose. Like I'm gonna try to look for my sound. I'm not, I was just trying new stuff. I wanna try and try. And yeah, another dimension. I look at my stuff, and yeah, it's I like to you know play with different time signatures, and um, I I even I, I last time I was, I was playing a slap on a Puerto Rican cuatro. I don't know, it's like a small instrument, you know. So call me crazy, but it sounded good. So why not, you know? So musical. <laughs> that's that's absolutely right. Well, now how how long were you in Guatemala before coming to the United States? Did you come as a child or uh, after you became an adult? Well, I actually went to Boston from Guatemala to Boston when I was twenty. When you were I was directly studying. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was twenty, and then my plan was to go back to Guatemala. Of course, my family was there, and I came alone. And you know, well, I'm gonna study, I'm gonna finish, and I'm gonna go there. But yeah, of course, you know, after a couple of years and I, I, I visited L.A. before Boston mm -hmm. and then my plan kind of changed. I like, no, I think I'm going to L.A. after I finish. And so I never went back to Guatemala. I mean, I visit, you know, sometimes, yeah. but but yeah, uh, I kind of like L.A. I moved here. I definitely didn't plan to stay in Boston because it's so cold. Right. Uh, so <laughs> yep, that didn't work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's excellent. So it was when you you moved from Boston over to L.A. Is that when you were you doing session work then? Is that when you begin to meet people like Abraham and Usto or? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I moved I moved here to L.A. in two thousand five, and uh, first band I played with when I got here it was Crashtafari. Mm -hmm. I had a friend that told me that they were auditioning, and, and it was great. I went. I, I played reggae before, but not that much. And I was yeah. play, playing reggae, like one song on a set or something like that, I just performed. But this was different. That was reggae. The whole set was reggae, you know? So yeah. it was new for me. It was a good experience. It, really nice people, uh, believers. And yeah. uh, the mission was so good, you know, go use the music and and teach others about what Jesus was done in us and everything. So it was, it was so good. I, I was with them for three years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then I, I, while I was here, I started getting you know in touch with people here, visiting some sessions, going to studio and connect with people. Uh, there was a producer, he passed away a couple of years, his name was Eric Bullin. He was a good friend here. Uh, that was one of the first producers that I met him in LA and he introduced me to a lot of people yeah. Uh, just because he was nice, he wanted to introduce me to people. Just, you know, no reason. All this, yeah. You know, let's come here and meet people. <laughs> that's how all it started. You know, and uh, yeah. So you see, I, that's how I got to meet Abraham, Justo Mario, and all these people that I got the blessing to know now. 
Yeah, there's uh, fantastic videos that you have uh, with Abraham. I mean, you guys are appear to be like old friends and just chums, and you <laughs> blend so well together when you when you're playing. It's fantastic. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we we're just about to release one song that we did in 2020 before the whole pandemic started. Mm -hmm. We started this project, and it was was supposed to be more songs, but we did three on that session, and and one of them. It's because I invited my friend, my 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 uh, Herman Giordano, the one that I mentioned before. Um, I invited him. You know, he he was a, he was a key person that I think I put on my my path. You know, to to open doors for me when I was sixteen, probably. And uh, I wanted to honor him. You know, I wanted to do something with him. So so I invited him to here to LA, and that's why we did that session with Abraham. I want him to play with Abraham and do something together. And we recorded three songs, two of. That he composed one that I did, so we're gonna release the uh, the one one of the the he wrote in a yeah. couple of weeks and um, with Abraham and and him and it was just great. So we're planning to go back to this project probably by I don't know by June or July this year, you know, and start getting more songs done. <laughs> that is fantastic, and you've put together a killer band too i mean and your band is international actually from from everywhere so you want to tell us a little bit about the band i mean because you guys are as tight as a drum man <laughs> thank you yeah well um on on that last recording that we did i think my my friend sean i i i met him when when i was doing my master's excuse in la master's in composition i met him there uh he's a drummer he's from taiwan so yeah you're right it, it goes from <laughs> Everywhere, you know. So yeah, he's from Taiwan. Then, of course, Abraham was on that recording. My friend Herman from Guatemala on the guitar. Right. UCL piano player. I met him in Boston, but he lives here now in LA. He's from Puerto Rico. Uh, so yeah, we have a lot of flavors there. Um, and then you have the horn section that they're from here, but uh, same thing, you know, uh, from everywhere. Um, my friend uh, Jorge Najarro, he's on percussion. He's from Cuba. So, yeah, you have a lot of a lot of people there. You have the United Nations in your band, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's fun because you know what? It's it's it brings it brings uh, different. I want to say colors to to the music, to the arrangement. Like we recorded the the main band together. You know, sometimes you you, you know how it goes. Now it would part here, part there, and you go right. from one place to another. But um, they, we decided to go to the studio, the, the whole band, and recorded it. Everybody got the arrangement like a couple of days in advance just to get the idea, listen to it. But I wanted to to play it live and to see what what's gonna change live. You know, what's this reaction with everybody? And yeah, of course. I mean, the first one to start getting into the group was Abraham. So we kind of changed the solo section, the groove, the solo section, because he started doing something different. And you know, you start to react to that. And then Sean and John started doing something too, and the whole thing changed. The structure kept the same, but right. the groove, the ideas, the, the improvisation was fun because there is nothing written there, and and the group changed from the, what we rehearsed, and uh, that's the fun part to record in live, you know. But but again, you learn from from Usil doing some Latin stuff on the piano, you know, on a on a funk song, right. and it's fun, you know. So yeah, we definitely enjoy. It. Wow, were you looking at uh, after the recording is done? Are you looking at perhaps uh, going on tour? You know, taking this uh, brilliant band on the road, or 
What do you want to well, do? You know, you know what? I put the band together just for the recording. Sometimes I go out on my own. Like we're planning to probably do something in summer, um, maybe in Guatemala with UCL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know how it is now. It's especially with this this kind of musicians that they have a full schedule. It's hard to to plan. Um, I would definitely like to put that band on on a tour. You know, but sure. it is um, when, when I when I do that kind of stuff. I usually take just you know UCL with me and then try to put a band together where we go. Yeah. Uh, first again because of schedule and then. Uh, well, cost and you know how it is, planes and everything now. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if if I could get that the whole band, I was planning to do it maybe here, or do a couple of live events here in LA. Okay. But uh, traveling is is different. But I would definitely, I was planning. I was just talking to Seattle last week, planning to do something in summer this year, uh, a couple of concerts here to to present all the whole project. That's excellent. Well, you got to tell me how you got into orchestration, because when you when you got to Berkeley, by the way, we forgot to mention uh, when you went to Boston, you you uh, enrolled in Berkeley School of Music. But so uh, were you already into orchestration and arrangement at that time or was it just primarily guitar? What was that journey like? Well, you know, I think the whole thing started with um you know, it was it, Berkeley. It was definitely a blessing. I, I I was there because I got a scholarship to go there. You know, mm-hmm. so one of the deals was that I have to be full and roll full time oh. every semester. So sometimes, uh, if you know, the deal was if if I don't get a roll full time, then I have to pay for the units. But I mean, why not? I was there to study. So yeah, let's do full time. That's right. So some of the uh, semesters they didn't offer all the classes that i was supposed to take so i would just take well i started with arranging for three horns arranging for six horns arranging for a small uh, strings ensemble and i kind of i, I want to experiment and i want to just try it one semester but then i like it and that's yeah. when i started writing my own music because i was there for performance more than composition yes uh but then i started to write my own music i started working with different instruments and learn how to write for every instrument and yeah. Uh, so my major there was performance, but when I got here, um, I saw an opportunity to do a master's in composition or performance. You know, and one of the instructors told me, "Well, you already have a uh, uh, um, degree in performance from Berkeley, so you should try composition." Mm-hmm. I didn't have a full background on composition, so it was, that's the reason I didn't apply because I didn't have material to actually apply for the master. But again, you know, I. Definitely believe that God takes control of everything. Yeah. He put this person and he's like, you know what? Let me help you. Let's do an audition. Let's write something. And and yep, they gave me the, the okay to do the master in composition. And that's where I learned more about strings and orchestration. And I definitely love it. You know, I, I love yeah. to write for the strings and orchestra. So My it was something new. I, I never planned it when I started in music, but definitely most of the time I'm writing now. I, I, I definitely like to play and record, but I... This is this is my 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 uh, pretty much my uh, panorama the whole day, you know. That's what yeah. I'm writing right here, and yeah. Wow, that that's beautiful, man. That that's a great story, and it is a journey of just yo. Know, you just open up for one particular situation, this performance, and then a whole new world opens up for you. That's fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure that's the impetus that helped you uh, start these uh, music schools uh, that you helped to establish. So tell us a little bit about that and your work in putting schools all around the country, man, and in well, Mexico. 
Yeah, well, teaching, teaching, it's, I don't know, I always like, that That started when I was in Guatemala, when I started probably teaching there when I was 17, 19, you know, the few chords or scales that I knew, I started teaching to other people, and uh, like at the church that I was going, I started teaching other uh, friends and kids there. My father is being a professor at the university for, I think, for 45 years or something like that already. He's... He's, he should be retired, you know, it's a different topic, you know, we'll talk about that later. But uh, but uh, I kind of like, sometimes I used to go with him, you know, he was teaching. I kind of like the way he interacted with the students and I see the, uh, like the success, you know, of, of teaching others and feel good about, what, you know, helping others. And I kind of, that kind of did something, man. So when I had the opportunity to start teaching, I kind of like it and I start teaching. And then um, that's what I I knew how to teach, I guess. So when I got to Boston, I needed some income, you know. Well, there was an openings and a music school, so I started teaching. And after that, they gave me an opportunity to actually open a program on my own in Rhode Island. It probably is um, a good friends of mine, Santiago and Keila. And they, they have this small music school, but they wanted to you know open it like on a different level. Yeah. And they gave me an opportunity. Something that I, I uh, again, Herman, and suggested when I was studying with him, my friend Herman Giordano, he's like, you know what, you should always write when when you're practicing, you should write with something new, an idea, or you, you should write and keep it, keep it, you know, there on, on your music stuff paper and everything. And I did it, you know, so one of the first things that I did when I was in Berkeley was I learned how to use Finale, the, the writing software. Yeah. Uh, so every time I was practicing, I was writing that. And then as soon as I know, I have a lot of teaching material that I started using my own material and that got me into, into something that I've been doing too, which is writing material for music schools. Uh, I, I find out, I, I, I love it. You know, I had to find different ways to teach something, to make it easier, to find other way for people to understand if they don't get it this way, yeah. find some other way to, I, I like that. So that got me into writing more material music for teaching. Mm -hmm. I opened my own music school in 2010 when I was here. It was called, yeah. it's called Coda Music Academy. Um, we kind of closed the, the, the classes, like the location on 2020. Uh, again, my, my schedule kind of changed with the arrangers and, and, and writing music. So we decided to keep it just online for now. I do some uh, master classes sometimes here locally yeah. uh, through the school to Coda Music. But I'm still teaching and writing for other music schools, you know. But uh, I, I've been teaching for for a long time. I definitely love to teach, you know. I see that. Absolutely. Well, you get it from your father, the professor. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, all, are all of the schools called the same thing across, you know, in, in Providence, in Boston, in L.A.? Uh, or they do they have different names? There no, they actually, it's, it, they have their own name. It's not... Oh, I it's, see. We, we keep the relation, but it's not the same chain. Uh, like in Providence, the first one, I think that was called a Melody Music School. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. I was hired as the director first and then helped them to to, to do the program there. Uh, same thing, for example, when I went to Mexico, I went to play with this great drummer, a great friend. His name is Alvaro Lopez. And um, he's a well-known drummer in, you know, in Latin America. And he decided to open this music school. So I moved to Mexico for, for a year just to open the program with him. Mm -hmm. I was in charge with him, in charge with the program to develop the whole program. Mm 
Yeah. And then same thing, as soon as I finished, I came back. But it was not until 2010 when I decided to actually open my own music school, which is Koda. My goodness. Well, tell me, what has been the most challenging thing that's ever happened for you in music? Where you can look back over these couple of decades and go, that was the one that was really an obstacle, but here's how I got over Oh, a couple. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, well, I think like the well, you know, I can I can let me start with one. I mean, you know, we were from there, but like sure. the first one that I can think of, it's it's when I came from Guatemala to to Boston. You know, all excited about well, I'm coming to I'm going to study at Berkeley, and who's not excited about that? You know. Right. But then, like you know, a few weeks later, I realized that well, I'm I'm here on my own, you know. So, no no family, and uh, that that make it a little bit difficult. And sure. uh, but um, the you know, I always have my parents, you know, on my side. They, you know, you know what, you can do it. I, I actually one time at the beginning, I was trying to go back to where I'm at. I was like, yeah, you know what, I I don't think I I can make it. And then. And I remember I called my my mom and it was it was Friday because my my dad was out for the weekend and I told her you know what I, I I think I'm going back, and she's like being a mom you know yeah I guess okay you know we miss you yeah come back, and then I'm I'm just calling Monday for your ticket and we talk to your father and when I call Monday, I'm ready to get my ticket or something and my dad is like yeah I mean, what I'm sorry but you're not coming back. <laughs> Like, wait, what do you mean? No, you're there. I don't want to see you here because you're going to regret it, really. So just keep going, try. And you know what? Years later, I'm here. I always remember that because he's he's been like that. Always. No, when you start something, you have to finish it. Yes, and he's he's like that. So so that, that yeah, that, that probably, that was one of the first ones when I started this, this uh, <laughs> journey, you know? Well, that's, that's typical of mom and dad. I mean, it, it really is because the mom is like, yeah, we miss you. We're going to nurture yeah. you. And dad is going like, no, stand on nope. your own two feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. But I, I definitely appreciate that now, you know, I definitely, it, it was, it was good. It was good. <laughs> well, what would you say then would be your, to date has been the highest triumph for you that moment in music where you really thought yeah this this is what it's all about you've already explained your passion for teaching and the joy that you get from sharing what you know with others has that been the apex for you or was there a moment when you go you know dude abraham is right over there on the base man i mean what, <laughs> what, yeah, what has what? been that moment I, I think it's funny that you mentioned because that's been one of the moments, you know, it's, you know, you have different moments in life when you feel, okay, uh, that's fine. I, I, I did it. I made it. And, but then, I, oh, this, this is the moment. And, but there are a couple like, for, yeah, for example, my, my album, I'm, I'm doing my, my second album now. It's been just singles. And then, but when I was working on the first album, you know, it was, I don't know, a couple of years thinking like, oh, should I compose it? Should I just do everything needy? And then I, that's when I met Tiel, uh, working with Uciel, and he's yeah. helping me. And uh, uh, and then we're just planning how to do this, you know, just piano, guitar, and add everything, samplers, and you know how it is, you know, midi here, midi there. Right. And then I play this event, and I meet uh, Abraham, and we start talking, and then, you know, a few months later, it's like, so who's recording bass on your 
on your album. I was like, oh, no, we're doing samplers. And, and he's like, why? I mean, I can do it. I'm like, <laughs> so that's one of the moments. But then the huge one is when you hear the album and it's like, oh, Abraham is there. I mean, and it's, you can't believe it. You know, it's like, it definitely, and, and he he told me something the first time I met him because I remember I told him, you know what, I, I admire you since I was a kid, and uh, uh, so it's it's a pleasure to meet you, and I would like to go with you for a breakfast one of these days, just, just you know, to get to know you, you know? Yeah. And he told me, okay, when? Just make it happen. Mm. When you want to do something, make it happen. And like, I was like, okay, tomorrow. And that's how we started, you know? <laughs> Following day, having breakfast, and that's how we started. And that's, that's one of the huge moments because I kind of remember that when I'm stuck in something, like projects or life you know yeah it's like well make it happen you know i mean mm. if if you have the tools if if, if you're alive I mean, make it happen you know and and just go for it so and worst canteen that happen is you have to try again i guess you know but but yeah that, that's probably one of the of the, of the moments. <laughs> that that that's just a beautiful moment right there. And I, I think that uh what you said was a mouthful, you know, because hey, if you're getting stuck on something and you're alive and you have you have breath in you, you can make it happen. You can make the decision and just push through it. And a lot of times we don't think that way. We think that we're in this self imposed prison and there's no way out and there's no hope. That is not the case at yeah. all. So what would you uh, tell a young uh, David Martinez who's coming up, who's 20 years old and who has the, the world in front of him? What advice would you give that young man standing where you are right now? Uh, well, that's, that would be, hey, keep practicing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it. I, I probably would say, hey, don't 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 be afraid, you know, of trying because I honestly think I start trying into the you know to actually achieve things. I don't want to say it this way, but I, I don't know if it, but but I, I kind of start trying kind of late. Mm -hmm. I think so, you know. Like funny you say my twenties because that's that's on my twenties, that's when I got to Berkeley. Right. And was afraid to try an audition for this or try to play on this ensemble because it's too advanced. And uh, and sometimes I just didn't do it. I didn't even try, you know. Mm. And um so that would probably yeah, I would you know what? I would tell me, hey David, just just go and try. And if you don't make it, whatever, you try at least, you know. So Absolutely. Uh, and that's that's actually something I told to my kids now, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Start doing it, start trying, you fail, whatever, just try again. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, that's that's great advice. Now, we met, uh, David, um, in the Fame Hackers uh, group uh, with Isabella Bedoya. And, uh, you know, uh, it's interesting. So so this is not a twisted question. I'm, I'm really actually trying to form how, how to ask it appropriately because of the accomplishments that uh, you have acquired in your career, you know, what was the one thing that you, that brought you to the fame hackers? Because I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a novice myself, but I'm, well, I'm not 
to the point where I want to be. And I could see where Jerry would be sitting in Izzy's class. But but David and all of the accomplishments, I was just wondering what drew you to her class and what are you hoping to uh, to accomplish and add to an already storied career? I think I asked that correctly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. no, no, you're right. And uh, honest question and honest answer. I mean, yeah. it's, I'm bad with social media, you know? I see. <laughs> so that, that's how I got to there, you know? And uh, I mean, if, if Isabella hear this, she's probably going to get mad at me or something because, <laughs> because you know, you know how they tell you, hey, you know, you have to post this and post that. And it's just, uh, I'm trying to get in the habit of that. And I know that's the way it is. But honest answer again, I'm bad with social media, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that's how I got. <laughs> well, that, that answers that question then, because I was just wondering, and I, I mean, honestly, you know, no games, no exaggeration, you know, when I'm checking out everybody in class, and I think that's what we kind of do. We're in the Zoom room, and you say, oh, well, I wonder what she does, or I, you know, and I'm looking up, and then I get to your videos, and I'm going, well, that's not right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Boom, then another video, and it's like, who is this cat right here? <laughs> and you see, even in the chat room, I'm like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. <laughs> What's going on? You know, <laughs> fantastic, yeah. fantastic stuff, man. Well, I I look forward to any and every opportunity to uh, either work or collaborate or whatever the Lord has, you know, planned for us. I know uh, that there are going to be great things coming up even this summer for you and your incredible band, along with Abraham. But I thank you for the time that you've given me today, man, and just uh, carving time out of your schedule to talk to us here at the Andre Musician. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. It's it's fun, and you're a blessing, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I try to be, man. I, I try to be. But I'm, I'm grateful because uh, what I would like everyone to do is to check you out, to go to your website. Here, here's a, a parting note, too, to make sure that they go to DaveMartinezMusic.com. <laughs> Okay, because there is someone else. We won't mention their name, but their name is kind of close and it's easy to uh, confuse the websites. But this mm -hmm. is Dave Martinez music. This is David Martinez, exceptional jazz guitarist from Los Angeles, California, and not from Corpus Christi, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, peace and blessings to you, my friend. You have an incredible Thank day. Thank you, you too. Thank Absolutely. You. And that's going to do it for this episode. That was David Martinez. You have to go to DaveMartinezMusic.com. You have to go there, like, right now. If you're listening to this and you're driving, pull over, hit it up on your phone, and listen to some of the magnificent music that he has shared with the world. It's been our pleasure to introduce him here on The Entree Musician, and we really, really wish him nothing but absolute success. Remember to pick up the book, The Path of the Entree Musician, Nine Keys to Unlock Your Mindset, Discipline and Focus. 
Tell everybody you know and 12 people you don't know that you get down with the Entree Musician. Visit theentreemusician.com. Join the community and yo, let's let's uh, hang out together and have some fun. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician, but here's the thing. So are you. We will absolutely see you next time. God bless.